Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. Perfect Plex Radio. We about to go live on them. Mike Knox. That's with three X's because he's hardcore. Are y'all ready? We about to give y'all something special. You ready? Let's go! the money now you're all what you getting in perfect flex radio got them listening mike knox from cena to the rock or whatever wrestler is hot news the interviews just a one-stop shop matter of fact let me give you more choices you can call in and be the voice with the voiceless so what you waiting on let's get it cracking let's talk wrestling that's enough rapping <laughs> Perfect Plex Radio, simply, we about to give y'all something special, you ready, let's go, and welcome everybody back to Unpop Reviews, the Mike Knox Show, I am your host, Mike Knox, and today people, we have my favorite word in professional wrestling, a plethora of wrestling to talk about today. But first, people, the particulars. You know where to find me at. My name is Mike Knoxon and Dean. I spell my name with three X's because, like, the world of professional wrestling, dirt sheets and fans and crap and realism and life, I am hardcore. Also, make sure you go follow my social media to the icons and ayatollahs and rock and rollers to the stars 301 King Vaughn Jr. on the Twitter and wherever social media is sold, which is absolutely free. So please, guys, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to this show, guys. Welcome to season 15 for myself doing podcasting. Holy moly, donut shop. 15 damn years I have been here. This is the season premiere of the Mike Knox Show, Perplex Talk Radio, right here on Unpop Review and Unpop Review Entertainment as well. Make sure you go to all the, you know, pages on Facebook and whatnot. I'm a part of Fire and Ice, Hit Factor, Teardrop, DMV, you name it. Yelp Wrestling, you name it. We are there, and thank you for your support, people. But today, I told you I have a plethora of, oh, my brothers and sisters, I shall testify. What a show today. We're going to talk about two old men, you know, Ric Flair. And Bret Hart, there are a lot of things to say this week as it pertains to professional wrestling and where wrestling is and, you know, their, you know, Flair's child. I also want to talk about what I've been watching now. And I'm not going to lie to you. I cannot even make this shit up. I, this is my seventh time watching WrestleMania 20 or 39. I'm sorry. Charlotte Flair, the greatest women's wrestler all time. Charlotte Flair and the luscious Rhea Thickly in this WrestleMania match. Because I want to ask you guys a question. We know it was, probably should have been match of the night. But it was like, where do you rank that all time? Because I, I rank it pretty high in a top 20 list of matches I've ever seen. Also, the end of Monday Night Raw pissed off a lot of people last week. Vince is back in creative. He's not back in creative. Bailey wants to leave. Bailey's asked for a release. Bailey's not going anywhere. All that and dim sum. We're going to talk about you. You know who you are, the professional wrestling fans. And this is the show for the intelligent wrestling fan. Also, something's been bothering me. Years, something has really, 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 really been bothering me for years. And that is the mistake, the accident that one Booker T had. That people still glorify. I'm going to talk about that today as well. Also, has a little fun, as in two words or two sweets. Got what we got for you and all that this week in pro wrestling. And today I get to interview, you know, he's been a part of the program. I've done shows with him. Y'all know Bell Kings Radio. And because I think the wrestling marks of excellence, Vaughn, to me, you know, uh, Nephew Corey, uh, Dr. D, Champ Creed, um, and, 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 and Glenn, I think they are the best wrestling fans to me because they're all genres, right? And I, and I think I fit in their circle pretty well while we've always kind of been really close-knit family. 
And I'm going to bring on nephew Corey today, talk about, you know, his love for wrestling. This man has gone to more WrestleManias than anybody I personally know, because I personally know him. So not people I've seen on TV, like red, red hat guy, you know what I mean? Or guy now in a green shirt, you know what I mean? All the time, the food. Matter of fact, does he even have more than one wrestling shirt? My kids ask me, is that the same shirt? Does he watch that thing every day? I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about, you know, some things, some things wrestling fans do to piss me off. Okay, so we're going to talk about all that and then some today on this program. Make sure, again, like I said, please go follow us on all your social media platforms and everything where social media is so it is very important that you do just that and follow us where that is at. Like I said, we're not actually to buy a TV dinner or nothing, you know, nothing like that. Just merely go and celebrate your people. Celebrate your boys. Celebrate Unpopular View. Show us that you love us the way that we love you. All right. Like, follow and subscribe to that. So today. I got to start off with, Vaughn. I, I can't even lie to you, my guy. I got to start off with the best thing in pro wrestling this week. And that was Raw After Mania, right? Like, people got their panties in a bunch, Vaughn. They did. Maybe it was going to get Jay White. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not getting Jay White. Because Tony Coke Con. Damn it. I'm sorry, Tony. It's okay. Cocaine's a little drug. Signed him. And it was the worst debut I've ever seen in AEW. We're going to talk about that today as well. Maybe AJ Styles, Ciampa's coming back. You know, Big E, Braun Breaker, show up tonight. Show us something. But instead, you got nothing, man. You got the rumors of Vince McMahon being back in control. And you got Brock Lesnar beating 11 living piss out of him. Like, literally, Vaughn. He beat the living piss out of Cody. And I asked people all weekend long, right? You posed the question, Vaughn. I've talked about it. This is the show for the intelligent wrestling fan. Did y'all really think, <laughs> excuse me, did y'all really think, let me go make myself a little smaller. Oh, my, I'm, I'm behind the picture and I got to come a little bit bigger. Did you really think that once you saw this moment that it was going to be okay? That he was just going to waltz his Bald blonde hair, his beautiful black queen of a wife, his beautiful mixed child, Bro Brody Lee's son, and 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 wings on the back of his robe, looking Im immaculate. He has risen and thought he was just gonna walk in the building because it's been a year in the making. He 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 did this, and he's just gonna come back and, and be in control. Well. Vince McMahon, according to some of y'all, I say no, wasn't Vince. Personally, that's what I believe. Okay. Hashtag death to dirt sheets. Okay. But y'all really thought that this was going to happen. That all these things were going to happen. You really thought that. And I, and I sat back and I said, when I saw this moment right here with Cody and Brock in the beginning, Dice and I was talking in our little chat, myself and, and Chris had mentioned it as well. Brock ain't never been this happy to see anyone. No. So why all of a sudden would Brock Lesnar be happy to be teaming with Cody Rhodes on some shit he has nothing to do with? And then what got me also, Vaughn, this past week is that fans, fans really said, it's a hill turn. <laughs> it's Brock Lesnar. Brock ain't never, Brock ain't been a face I don't think ever. Okay, a true face Brock Lesnar has never been. Check out the comments. Hogo, what's going on, my guy? Checking in. Roman, Roman is your tribal chief. Acknowledge him. Okay, Jeffrey, what's going on? We know he wasn't going to do uh, do team with, in, in wrestling on Raw. And wrestle on Raw. Thank you, intelligent wrestling fan. Grand Body P, checking in. People expect too much out of Raw after me, but WWE also accountable for hyping the show up. You know what? Did they? Did they really hype the show up? I ask you that question, and I digress. And here's why. When did they say they were going to have these things at Raw After Mania? Fans, who I always talk about, hyped this up for Raw After Mania. The first ever Raw After Mania, Mike Knox had a chance to be there. Miami. The greatest time of any city I had ever been to 
and professional wrestling. The, the city was a mozzing of how they engulfed wrestling fans. Okay. So that Monday, when Brock did come back, y'all remember Undertaker guy, okay, in Miami? That was the beginning of really Raw at the Mania. It's where it had a title to it, okay? And somewhere along the lines, y'all got what y'all got and said, yeah, man, this is good. Cody lost, but Cody really won because if you saw the press conference, Triple H said the chapter is yet to be told. It's a lot more story to be told. He did. So then why would y'all think all of a sudden on Monday that Vince was back in control because it didn't go your way? The chapter has not been told. Now, as I happen to be a wrestling aficionado, okay? I'm not aficionado when it comes to the fighting games. You know, like my kids, they play all week long. No one playing here playing Madden or 2K or WWE wrestling. and be like, hey, Dad, let's play Injustice 2. Hey, Dad, let's play Dragon Ball Z Universe so they can kick my ass, right? That's that's pretty much what happened here, okay? So I, I'm an aficionado in this. The, the aficionado in me knew that there was no way when I saw Brock come out, A, and tells wrestling fans, if someone was coming back, they wouldn't have said the stipulations in which they said. Wake up right there. Once they said those stipulations, you have to ask yourself, self, is Cody really going to win? So ask some more questions in the chat room here. Grand Body people. Oh, you already read that one. Okay, Scotty, it's checking in. That was Cody's welcome home beatdown. They all going to beat down. Punk step up to get beat down. And you got Matt Riddle, Jeffrey. Okay? You got my, maybe Randy Gord was going to show up. But death to dirt sheets, Dagnabbit, what up? Mike Smith, don't you owe me money too from that Cody, that Cody bet? Because I'm collecting checks and dollars and the tens that y'all always talking that trash like Thanos collected rings. I want my money. That's all I'm saying. I want my money. <laughs> if I bet you. That's all I'm saying. Um, I want to know that too, how does he get in front row every time with that shirt? Easy. He got a grip of money that we don't have. Like the, 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 the SummerSlam Package came out 10 grand for front row, 10 grand for the whole package. I'm gonna do that one day for my entire family. Word to mother. What's going on, DC the collector? Good, good day, brother Knox. It's Monday. Glad it's Monday. Raw after many, it was trash, upset, throwing up nasty emoji. But was it really what made it trash? So I want to know. Thank you, thank you for your 15. Thank you all. What made it trash? I, I like my face too, baby. Yo, 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 yo. Steven Willie Beeman. We need to get you back on there, my brother. I, I just want to know. What made y'all think that Raw Thing was going to be great? Did they hype it? In, in, in a way, you could say how, right? Like, people say, well, with wrestling comes great responsibility. You have to be willing to understand to take the good with the bad. And you have fans like myself that say, well, dang, nabbit. Wait till the storyline unfolds. We can't complain until the story comes out. Now, and I stay here, right, this past week. Shout out to, to the AEW crew last week that filled in for our old AEW crew here, Dice Man and Stefan. Welcome back, Stefan, to the network. Um, I'm a little disappointed because I went and watched um, AEW Dynamite today, and y'all didn't like it too much. I thought Dynamite was good, but I brought this point up to say, I don't give a damn how good a wrestling match is. If it has no story to go before it, in the match and after the match, it's just a match. And I can pull a great mess wrestling match out from ECWA, from EW, ECW, you know, in certain cases, because a lot of cases, ECW was extremely crappy wrestling, but told great stories nonetheless. But come on, people. Y'all got to get it together. Was it good? No, it was not. Was it trash? <laughs> yes, it was. I cannot lie to you about that. But here's my problem. And this is why I want to start the show with this today. Because I said to myself, and here you go again, right? I said, self, why <laughs> do people think Vince is back in control? And all of a sudden, because Raw after, oh, I'm sorry, Raw after me didn't go the way that fans expected to go. Vince was all of a sudden back in control. And there I go, 
Triple H was booking not so great shows next to trash shows leading up to Mania. Go to the Raw before Mania Go Home show. Chris brought it up, the executive consultant, on our top five. So good. Make sure you guys go check out our top five. Every week we come up with a different top five in the world. This uh, past <laughs> week, we all had the same damn things, just different orders. But check out the top five. But the executive consultant brought up on that show, um, how can you look at this and see this is going to happen? Like you got Riddle. Right? Aren't you guys happy to get Riddle back? I'm just saying. Aren't you happy to get Riddle? What's going on, Derek? What's up, Hugo? What you want to know? Mike, come on. The Raw was trash. I just said that. Um, it did not have Raw after many a Phil. Yeah, it did. Because the Phil was there. Shit! Felt like it was Raw after in your house. Well, yeah, it did. I disagree with nothing you said there, except for it didn't feel like Raw at the Mania. It definitely felt like Raw at the Mania. It just didn't deliver for certain fans. What's going on, Jason Campbell? I'm ready for some big Brian Cage tonight. Listen, I, hey, I thought Brian Cage was ass juice, uh, trash can juice in the can, whatever trash that you can dump out, you know, like the little nugget that quite won't flow. I thought was Brian Cage. He needs to prove something to me. The big B, all them big muscles with the Mohawk don't work for me. That's all I'm saying. Don't work for me with the Mohawk. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what made it trash is that it felt like it drug on. It did. It did. And, and, and SmackDown was better. SmackDown's always better, in my opinion. No, no changes there. I agree, Raw to me, it was complete trash, but some point uh, somebody pointed out to me it was just been sold out. It wasn't going to be a big show. Exactly. They never promoted stuff. And so when they didn't promote anything, it's when I, it's when I felt this way. Uh, we got uh, DC Collector. Uh, what we got here? Let me get this off the screen. Uh, fools, when it t last time Brock wasted on, wasted on, uh, wrestled on Raw. Come on. Y'all still a little upset with Triple H over Vince not doing better by Bobby and leaving him out in the car, uh, out of the car. Listen, that wasn't their fault either. I said that before. That is Bray Wyatt's fault. He was scheduled to have a to, to, to have a program with Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt allegedly is injured, right? We don't know, right? Dirt Sheets told you that he wanted to walk away. He was upset with creative. Then it came out that he was hurt. They're keeping it very hush-hush, okay? Um, we don't know what's going on. So I always rely on that. But what I do know is that the day you saw this, you should have said to yourself, this man is not winning at WrestleMania. He just isn't. He, and, I, and I love Cody Rhodes. I've said it a dozen times past times 10. I love Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes will be world champion. Cody Rhodes is, is not going to be world champion right now. Okay. The story is yet to go. Okay. I think it was, I think it was Starcade. Help me out with this one, Vaughn. Starcade 85, Dusty lost to Ric Flair. Uh, and Apple's to be a big deal. And it, and it wasn't. And I think this was kind of the same thing. Like, if you're going to follow Father's path with what they're clearly been doing, then I'm okay with what they've, what they've done with that, okay? And they followed that path, okay? Starcade 85, okay. That's what I thought I was, okay? Uh, and, and look what happened with that. Dusty eventually gets the title and, you know, held. I'm, Dusty Rhodes is the reason why I was I love professional wrestling. But speaking of people who love professional wrestling, guys, tonight I'm going to bring on uh, one of the wrestling marks of excellence. I want to interview him for once. I've, I've, I've talked to him for so long. I think he's a very interesting story, and especially this time right now in professional wrestling, I think I, I, I like to hear from him. I like to hear what he has to say, and so I'm going to bring him on the program. And that is my man. Uh, my kicks are my fix. What's going on, uh, Oh, you got it right on the first time. Look at you, man. <laughs> I've, been, I've been working on it. I read. I went ahead, schedule, and I read. And uh, thank you for coming on first and foremost. Oh, of course. Okay. Time, um, of course. I want to have you. Hold on. First of all, I was prepared for you to come on. Mm -hmm. Because I don't care nobody say. You were wearing chalk line before anybody knew had chalk line. <laughs> Point blank and period. I, listen, <laughs> they should pay you. Second, your sneaker game is in, impressive. And I'm not a sneaker head. But when I see your shoes, I'll be like, them Jones is fire. Okay. <laughs> then belts, you already know about that. If y'all don't know, check out my kicks on my fix, Instagram, everywhere. I call myself <laughs> Belt Kings. He has allowed me to bring him into that and call it, oh, we're Belt Kings, we're part of that. But he's no, a belt no. emperor. Okay. Nah, him, Mo underscore Ian, King Coley. Listen, I, I can't even touch you guys, you know, on that, on, on title belts on that one. However, mm -hmm. damn it, I ain't going to have you on the show and not look good today. Oh, right. there you go. Look at you. I ain't going to be on the show and let you rock out 
looking all, you know what I mean? You sure? You rock. I knew that was coming. I knew the Snoop belt was coming. And I was going to ask you that first, man. <laughs> Raw after Mania, you was there. How was, uh, the, how was the feeling in the building? And how, and how did you guys feel inside the building of, of the outcome? Uh, it's pretty much in a situation where ever since they've been advertising it as Raw after Mania, it's not really Raw after Mania anymore. Uh, it, that's pretty much kind of how I felt about it. It hasn't really been Raw after Mania for as far as what the hype is, what people attach to it really since like 2014, probably. Mm-hmm. It's really the last time it's really truly felt like, oh my goodness, it's Raw after Mania. Because now it's kind of like, I mean, okay. I mean, you get the surprises. This one, it, it was it was deflating in a way. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, at that point, I was ready for just the show to be over. Okay. I don't necessarily, not necessarily because it was a bad, I mean, it, it was not that good of a show. Okay. But uh hey, do me a favor, turn your camera the other way from me, portrait oh, Yeah, me. sure. Give me one second. I will. There we go. There we go. Perfect. So and so that that I said that also as far mm-hmm. as Raw After Mania is it just it hasn't mm-hmm. been the same for years. And I think no, it it's a it's a big letdown for fans because we expect that, but the company's never given you that. All right, and my mind, mm-hmm. at least to me, I don't feel like it's anything more than what fans have made it. Right. And because when fans try to make something, I think it's hard to live up to fans' expectations. There's only but so much you can do with fans. Yeah, so Mike, uh, they do advertise it as Raw after Mania. They do it. They 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 kind of have. I mean, they've done it with SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown before Mania. I mean, like they're they're hyping WrestleMania the name yeah. when they're hyping the show. I think. Yeah. So I mean, even if you look at. Uh, even if you look at when they have the show going on, there was even a hashtag called Raw After Mania. Mm-hmm. So they do, in essence, actually make it a thing, but it hasn't really lived up to the expectation in at least about 10 years, probably. How did you feel about Mania? A, being there, night in one, mm-hmm. night in night two. And were you right about Did you pick Roman? Did you pick Cody? So I thought Roman was going to win. Um, okay. So here's the thing. What they do, which I think is smart, Night one is the is the night that they kind of stack to make you come back tonight. A lot of people go to night one. It's a Saturday night. It's like, okay, we got something to do. It's either you're going to night one or you're going to night two because night two is specifically about the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm going to both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. I mean, but for the people that, you know, who are just going, there are a lot of people who don't go to both nights. So realistically you kind of got to book it the way you got to book it to where if people at home are watching night one, they're going to come back and watch night two. Some people are not coming back to watch night two, or at least so they didn't plan on it. And so you stack night one and night one was stacked. I mean, that was one of the better last year's was like that too. So where night one, I really was like, wow. And then night two, you knew what night two was about. Night two was about the World Heavyweight Championship. It's about Roman and whoever he's fighting or whatnot. Like this, in this instance, it was Roman and Cody. That's why, you know, you had good matches on night two, but it wasn't mixed where I thought it could have been that both nights could have evenly been good. Mm-hmm. Night one was far superior to night two. So yeah, I, 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 I call it a push for okay. me. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a lot of reasons. I, I just felt like the whole weekend in itself was just amazing. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, sure, I, and I thought sure. that was good. So I, I actually to be here today because mm-hmm. I, I want to know, like, to me, you're 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 a, you're a super fan. And I, and, oh, I, sure. and I wait mm-hmm. to see when, you know, I, I know I've been interviewed before for documentaries. Mm-hmm. I just never seen them come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I know you've been in that same boat as well. Yeah, and I know sure. to you, for yeah. you, you really don't, you're, you're one of the most nonchalant you know, people I've ever met in my entire life, like to have so such a good wrestling head on your shoulders to me when I Appreciate met the wrestling marks of excellence. Um, mm-hmm. Initially back then, the word mm-hmm. marks were looked at as a bad term. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I always bring up, you know, you guys and you, your uncle, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ian, and then things mm-hmm. like that and champ. And sure. y'all, y'all turned that term into being to me something I find endearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 I, and, I, and I take that and I go, man, this guy, you go to so how many WrestleManias have you been to? Uh, I've been going every year since 25, so whatever. Yeah. So that's 14. So, yeah. So whatever whatever number that is. So, I mean, pretty much now. How I many mean, shows have you been to? Because I've seen you go I've not never, just. I've yeah. never counted. I, I don't know. I just show up. 
you know. You just show yeah. up. So yeah. are you I there mean, every time they're in the tri-state area? Yeah. Yeah. Usually I will say this. Usually if it's between, if it's definitely between Philly and DC, those, those shows are done. Uh, I try to get the New York ones in when I can. Usually I do. I may miss one every now and again. I always would go to Richmond if they were in Richmond, but Richmond has been closed for the last maybe four or five years now. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with the Coliseum, but whatever they're doing down there, they're doing it. So I haven't been to Richmond, but um, yeah, usually, um, you know, I drove up to Survivor Series for uh, Thanksgiving weekend and everything. So what's the mean, farthest you traveled? Uh, and what's the furthest I, you would travel? I mean, I would, I mean, you know, if they did mania in London or something, I would go. I mean, so you're not going to AEWs in London? Uh, no, no, that's because I'm going to SummerSlam. Okay. So it's like, for me, what I had said was, I thought it was a little, for me on AEW, that they did it too late. I think something like this, and maybe they just didn't have it booked until then. I don't think they sell out Wembley Stadium. I, I don't, so I'll, I'm going to get to that. So <laughs> I feel as though if this had been booked a year, and, if, and I can't control what they can or can't do. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though in a perfect scenario, had this been announced last year, almost like a WrestleMania type situation, that hey, next year's all out is going to be all in, but it's going to be in London. That's a trip you can plan for. Me personally, I'm not, I'm not doing London in three months. You know, uh, on three months' notice. I mean, that's me. Right. But uh, I mean, but you know, I when I did SummerSlam a couple of years ago, I drove to Toronto from here in DC. I just drove, you know, eight and a half hours. I was there, and Everybody was, I mean, even when I met, like, when I met Finn, when I met Triple H and Stephanie, they were like, oh, where'd you from? I'm like, yeah, I'm from D.C. They're like, oh, did you, I'm like, no, I drove my car by myself. I drove. And they were like, how long did it take you? And I'm like, eight and a half hours. I'm an only child. Me being in the car by myself, totally fine. I, I love it. So <laughs> it was an easy drive. You say, hold that one thing. And I, and I said, when I saw them go to mm -hmm. London, I thought, I've been to AEW events and they didn't sell mm -hmm. out um, the Airway Center here in Orlando. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and they believe in the Airway Center. They were at like a, the college stadium somewhere in, on, in UCF right. College. Right. I apologize yeah. for that. And it wasn't sold out. It was completely taped off. I went to another AEW event that was completely mm -hmm. taped off. I wonder, to me, this, this is a big step for AEW to take. Mm -hmm. um, I hope it's successful. I just don't see it selling out. They Wembley won't. Stadium. So, so you gotta you gotta remember the technical terms of sellout in the entertainment industry. Sellout is basically whatever you put for sale. Good point. Uh, yeah, for a sellout. So, I, me personally, I think they get fifty to sixty in there. Maybe I'm being generous, but I think fifty is probably the mark of what you want to get to for them. I think if they put fifty in there, it's it's a it's a it's a successful trip. I mean, for them. So it's a successful selling of a show. And if they put 50,000 up and they sell 50,000, it's a sellout. So, so whatever, whatever number they, they, they put up for sale is considered the sellout. So I, but I realistically, they won't, that the new Wembley holds like 90,000. They're not putting 90,000 yeah. in there. However, I, I don't think WWE putting, for what it's worth. They because they've had they've had WrestleMania wasn't sold out. Right. Night one or night two. But that's still a lot of freaking people that they yeah. cram into there. So I'm not gonna venture to say they won't oh, sell no, out Wembley if WWE comes out. I think they would sell out Wembley because it's WWE they close. don't go there too often. It that's different than being here in the States. On, yeah. It was close. On 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 in LA, I will say both nights. If it wasn't sold out, it was really close. It was good. It was definitely good. I just saw some seats that, that was I was real. like, damn it, I'm not there. Okay. <laughs> but I yeah, watched but it. you know what, though? And it's funny, you know, as more seats started to pop up late and, like, you know, those floor seats were coming up at, like, $150, $200. I remember telling people, I was like, I bet, as I told people, I was like, I bet it's some something with the stage that those seats are so cheap. I was like, I bet you can't see something. And then lo and behold, you know, it's a 20, 30 foot ramp or whatever yeah. up in there. So at I, that I, point, I, I, I knew, I knew. I, I love the ramps, mm -hmm. but I saw it when I, when I first saw the stage, I said, oh my God, one of the best ever. Then I mm -hmm. seen the entrance of the first person walk out. I said, that's horrible because yeah. those seats, they were mm -hmm. way in the back. Mm -hmm. on, on, you know, like, what are you, you're looking at this. You know what I mean? You're looking up. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just amazing. A um, few more questions before I let you go. Yeah, I want to yeah, thank yeah, you again for coming sure. on. Um, mm -hmm. What's your favorite 
belt. Do you have a favorite belt? You get so uh, many Eagle. belts. Wing, wing Eagle. Eagle. Yeah. Just, just flat out. Which wing? You got yeah. like four renditions. No, I've got <laughs> you know, What are you I talking about? I think I pretty much no, I think I've probably got like seven or eight wing deagles. Okay, I was being <laughs> I wasn't telling all your business. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, it's, cool. it's all good. It's all good. I mean, just the the, the I would say from a design standpoint, I always like dual plated belts. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, the I'm looking at the have coloring. One. Uh I think, but I mean, if I go classic, just the all gold wing eagle is probably the the my favorite, my absolute favorite is the you know the all gold texturing of it. That that's that's my number one. And about how many pair of shoes you have? I've never counted, never will. If you had to give up one fetish, shoes or belts, which one's going? Uh the belts. Wow. Okay. Okay. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. No. Like you like sneakers more? I, d- okay. I do. Okay. I do. Um, that's why you always got every damn kick to come out. They nah, you, you do, you do, you do. Like even Mo, Mo gets shoes, and I Mo be like, damn, Corey. You got, you got. <laughs> I, listen, I I just buy them because I like them. At the end of the day, you know me. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that too. I was looking at that too. So I think to to touch on that on that comment right there, Mike. Yeah. I think WWE with the right WrestleMania in the right card because the the UK is such a devoted fan base. Yeah. I think they could, they could get, if it was a, the U2. No, 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 no. U2 is bigger than Wembley. The new U2 or O2 is bigger than Wembley stadium. I believe. Is the old? I thought the old two was, was the, was the 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 back to boxing matches in there now. Like I'm watching a, uh, uh, Fury Tyson. The the old two isn't the arena. That's no. not the arena. No, it's not Wembley. Okay. No, yeah, no, no. no. Like, the, I'm saying like the, their arena. Like I know Wembley is the stadium, right? But their arena. I couldn't tell like, you the answer to that one. I think the O2 <laughs> is their arena, if I'm okay. not mistaken. I, well, that, that, but, I know that holds more. But Wembley, no, Wembley is is the soccer stadium. Yeah, that that's the that's. But, that's, but O2 is also a soccer stadium now too, as well. If I believe they maybe they have another because I remember the O2 in London being the arena, but I could be, I, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up, but. Uh, but no, I really think WWE could put, I think they could put close to 90, if they did the right setup and the right floor seating and all that, you know, all of that for a WrestleMania, I think you get the, I think they could get close to that number. Whatever, what if they, I just, AEW has also a, a hard, a good hardcore fan base in the UK as well. Like I said, I just think, with AEW still not being WWE, and I, I know they, it's it's not, it's just not, uh, and that's not knocking AEW, but no. where they're at, you because you go to AEW, you're, you're a wrestling. I fan. go to AEW. Yeah, I, I go. Yeah. So, but I just know for a Wembley Stadium show, yeah. I, I, if I had to put money on it, you know, just hands behind the back, you know, got to put money down right now. I would say f- no more than six. Sixty is probably being generous. I say in the fifties. Uh, I'm, I'm going go to go to That only time will tell. I guess I, you they, know, they may it, only have, they may only open up those many seats. They you know yeah. they may want not want to, but they say bite they know nose off despite their face or yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Goes. But their international crowds do well though. They, like, they, they international they, crowd does. Forbidden Door is sold yeah. out and with no announcement of a card. It's so, sold out in Toronto. So well, this is probably going to be sold out too. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, like you like you mentioned, depending on how many seats they decide to open up, yeah. that's going to be the that's going to be Absolutely. the difference there. Um, one more question before I let you go. I yeah, get um this up. weekend wrestling in there. Um, you got SummerSlam. Yeah. You got so you have already hit all the the major four okay. now five. Yeah. Obviously. Um. You know what? I'm gonna ask that question off air because I didn't know you. I need a box, damn it. Okay, I'm to, I need a box for night one and night two. And what I keep seeing on Lincoln Financial Fields price ranges, you can stick it, brother. You can. You can. You stick can, you can it. ask. I mean, nothing is. I'll put it this way. I, I kind of feel like I, I know what you, you can ask me, but it's like based on what you're saying right there already. I can tell you now, everybody that's released anything for next year for WrestleMania already are are companies that have PSLs. They have the personal seat licenses. Yeah. They have, and, you know, and, and the They're going expensive as hell on stuff up right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for way up top. Like, I'm not paying 400 bucks to be yeah, at the top I mean, of the building. You have to, well, I'll put it this way. 
and I'm speaking, you know, I'm speaking from legitimate experience of and going in that to stadium. home game, being yeah. in that stadium regularly. Go Birds! On home. That's right, Go Birds. There's not a bad seat in the house in Lincoln Financial Field. My thing is and that I'm not being biased. It can be Mike. cold. It can snow. It can rain. Remember, it there's an the, overhang and an upper seat. I get that for them wrestlers. In, you're actually in better Tampa. in the upper seats, Mike. You're better okay. in the upper seats because there's an overhang now in Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, I forgot they put the little hoof. Yeah, they, they little, yeah, the little hoof, the yeah. little hoof. So you're actually okay, but I wouldn't. I, based on what they did last year, which was kind of unprecedented with what they did with Mania tickets. Mania tickets went on sale, like I think. No, early November. The week after? No, 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 not even. It was the week after SummerSlam. It was like I think you're right. They went on. They did go on sale early. And I was August. pissed. It was an. And August. I was pissed. I said, "Damn, they're too early. I'm not ready for this. I'm ready for no. I'm really and it sold over. And it, it did. It, so it did now, real fast. Yeah. So now, what you're pretty much looking at now, you're going to look at where w, if WWE does that again, they know they've got a hot ticket in Mania. Here's the thing, Philly. You know the crowd in Philly. Philly is that is a dedicated wrestling city. They're gonna sell that out whenever the tickets yeah, go on sale. As soon as tickets go on sale, Philly, yeah. New York, they're all coming. They and, won't be that price. I mean, the uppers, you're the uppers, you're probably going to pay somewhere around maybe two something for a two night uh ticket. And I would tell people now if they, if you know you're gonna to go to two nights, just get the just get the, the two nights. Yeah, you gotta get the two nights. I think it's in, I think, well, I'm I'm gonna spend a thousand per person. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm um, that kind of a nutso, mm-hmm. okay. And I'm taking five people, <laughs> okay. And I'm bringing my I'm bringing my uncle who got me into wrestling, mm-hmm. and um, he's little uh, special needs handicap. Mm-hmm. So I know that I got to get a different seat for him as well. <laughs> sure. So um, um, I will say, as you do that, for some reason, I mean, you know, if it goes all the way up to bell time, and you know, you get to the stadium. And you have to ask for that. You know, you can always ask for that. Yeah. What section they'll put you in, I don't know. Because I don't know what they'll designate as, uh, you know, uh, accessible seating. And it's it's weird because Lincoln Financial Field is has a weird setup when it comes, like, they sell standing room only tickets for games yeah. and stuff like that. But it's it's not exactly standing room only. And it's it's like a lot of the standing room is like in the the stairwells, the, out, the outdoor stairwells and everything. Yeah. You can well, stand on the them. rail. Yeah. That's not going to fly for Mania. They're no. not going to do that for WrestleMania. So I don't know where they're going to do that now. And But, I mean, it's – Lincoln Financial Field holds about, I think, 68,000 for, yeah. for and Another reason why I thought they would never do it there. I thought they would want more people in a stadium. New, New York that. opened New York. No, no, no. See, but you got to remember when we first made that stadium, I was like, uh, I was just disappointed because I wanted a uh, outer mm-hmm. end stadium. You know, just every stadium right. was being big, built bigger than what our stadium. But that's is. not where the league, and that's is, not yeah. where it is inside that inside mm-hmm. that location. But Corey, um, I thank you for coming mm-hmm. on, my guy. I'll talk to of you again course. later, guys. Stay tuned this week in wrestling. Here to be right back, and some of the Mike Knox show. Y'all be be right back, y'all. Yo, 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 it's crime time. E-S-T. Soul Man, Rocky Johnson. It's the Honky Tonk Man. N-W-O. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? UPR and Around the Blocks give to you this week in wrestling history with King Von. Hello there. Um, you know, of course, good afternoon, everyone. It's King Von Jr., of course, of the Victorious Ones podcast, as well as UPR, as well as, as, well as UPR Wrestling and Perfect, Perfect Flex Talk Radio. And I'm here to present present to you your week in wrestling history. Of course, on April 9th, 1987, Jim, Jim Crockett Promotions officially acquired the oper- operations of Bill Watts on Mid-South Wrestling, the UWF, ending the eight-year run of the organization as an independent, as an independent entity. So, you know, it's about 1987. That's when uh, Jim Crockett Promotions officially, officially brought up Mid-South. In 2000, ECW champion. Mike Austin signed with WCW, so this is when he came, you know, became a public enemy number one at a target in the eyes of ECW. So he eventually lose the title to Taz a few weeks after, of course, his, his WCW debut. And so, um, you know, so, 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 you know, so, so of course, this be, this also created like a chain of events where, where, um, where, he, where both WCW and ECW was signed, uh, you know, WCW, WWE and WCW were signed from ECW talent. Such as Taz going over to WWE or at least WWF at the time, and of course in 2001 in Tokyo, Scott Norton lost the IWGP Heavyweight Championship to Kaz- Kazuyuki Fujita. 
And of course, in 2019, on April 9th, the Hardy Boys defeated the Usos to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on episode SmackDown Live from the, from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. On April 10th, 2001, on taping SmackDown in Philadelphia, Jeff Hardy defeated Triple H to win the WWF Intercontinental, Champ- Intercontinental Championship. And of course, on, t- uh, on, that same, on that same day in 2018, Carmella defeated Charlotte to win the SmackDown Women's Championship in New Orleans after she, after she cashed in the money in the bank. And on the, on the same day, of, on, on the same day in uh, 2021, WrestleMania 37 took place night one when Bianca Belair and Sasha, Sasha Banks and Bianca, Bianca Belair made history as the first as the first two black wrestlers to main event of WrestleMania together. And that was the night that Bianca won, her, won the SmackDown Women's Championship and started her WrestleMania streak as we know it. And of course, on April 11, 2011, the night after defeating Alberto De Real at WrestleMania 27, to retain the World Heavyweight Championship, Edge announced he would be forced to retire immediately due to a serious neck injury. He will return to action nine years later at the World Rumble in 2020. And of course, on the same day in 2021, night two of WrestleMania 37, where Roman Reigns defeated Edge and Daniel Bryan in a triple threat match to retain the Universal Championship. And of course, that's when, you know, that's, that, was a, that was a match where Edge stacked both of them. I mean, where Roman stacked both of them together uh, to, you know, to win the match. Smash stack and pin. So there you go. Of course, on April 12th, 1980, at a show in Philadelphia, the WWF Tag Team Championships changed hands for Alpha Sika, the Wild Samoans, speaking of Roman. Um, you know, of course, when the Wild Samoans defeated Ivan Pusky and T.O. Santana to become the WWF Tag Team Champions. On April 13th, 1997, was, you know, of course, it was, um, was ECW's first ever pay per view. ECW Barely Legal took place, you know, of course, at the legendary ECW ring in Philadelphia. In the main event, so hardcore legendary Funk beat Raven to become the ECW champion. Of course, early on the card, the Eliminators, uh, John Cronus and Perry Saturn defeated the Dudley Boys for the ECW Tag Team Championships. So, of course, those are those are the events when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to this week of wrestling history. When it comes to birthdays, on April 9th, Bianca Belair turned 34. On April 10th, Paul Bearer would turn 69. Dustin Rose, also known as Gold Dust, turned 54. Juice Robinson turns turned 34. April, you know, April 9th, Bianca Belair turned 34. April 10th, Paul Bearer turned 69. Dustin Rose, 54. Um, Juice Robinson, 34. On April 11th, Paul Grace would turn 80. On April 13th, Stan Stasiak would turn 86. On April 14th, Lita turns 48. And so that is your weekend wrestling history. Mike Knox, back to you. Yo, 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 it's crime time. E-S-T. Soul Man, Rocky Johnson. It's the Honky Tonk Man. M-W-O. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? UPR and Around the Blocks give to you this week in wrestling history with King Vaughn. As always, King Vaughn, thank you for that beautiful this week in wrestling. And shout out to my kicks is my fixed nephew, Corey, Wrestling Marks of Excellence for coming on. Just wanted to get his wrestling knowledge. He was there. He goes enough. I think he has a little bit more information about wrestling sometimes than some of us wrestling fans do. But I, I call this segment Two Old Men. Because we got two old footy nutties crying and complaining, complaining and crying. I want to ask you the question, how you feel about it? Ric Flair is no fan of the booking tradition having Royal Rumble winners not main event WrestleMania after Charlotte Flair, his daughter, and Rhea Thickly Ripley did not go on last. Instead, an emotional roller coaster story of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens challenged the Usos for the WWE Tag Team Championship that went on the last Saturday at In Laws Inch for WrestleMania. That was how he felt. Also, this past week, when um, and that was a part of his own podcast. Now, this is also from HN Live in Canada. When I think of WWE and I see 20 wrestlers crowded together outside on the floor and someone dives over them to the top and knocks them all down like bowling pins, I roll my eyes at how pathetic wrestling is today. Top to bottom, all the top wrestlers and all the middle bottom wrestlers, WWE and AEW are slapping their legs every punch and every slap. It's to the point where I can't watch wrestling today. Sadly, it's getting too phony. Wow. The best professional wrestling needs to pretend to be real. When it stops pretending to be real, which is all of what they're doing today, it's ridiculous. So I ask you guys, do you agree with 
Brett the Hitman Hart? Do you agree with one Ric Flair? I'm not upset with the main event being not the women's championship. I'm also not a woman involved in this. I like Triple H's comments that he made before about we don't choose to put on whatever they choose to believe it or not is neither here or there. But the better story goes on last. The better story was Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos. I so I didn't I wasn't mad at it. I was shocked by it, but I wasn't mad at it. And also, and I see here that Huggo says he agrees with Bret Hart. Um, and what he's saying, wrestling is to him turning into being phony. Now, I will be first to say I don't like all the diving out of the ring and them because you can just see themselves setting each other up and stuff all the time for it. I am not a fan of it, but hey, what do I know? Okay. Um, but comment below, let me know. Also, I'm gonna ask you a question. Where do you guys rank this match? All-time top 10. We're talking about from an aesthetic standpoint where with all due respect, I don't forget who I got this from. So if you're listening, please don't say, hey, you stole my words because I did get it from you. I just don't remember which one y'all told me this. No disrespect towards the women, but they wrestled like men this Sunday. They wrestled the, the moves, the hits, the brutality of this match was nothing at all to what this man, Bret Hart, is saying. I didn't get that from this match whatsoever at all. And as great as this match was, maybe it should have been the main event, you know, the way that Ric Flair said it should have been. Having tradition, it is the Royal Rumble. That should have been the main event. But then I ask you, why not this? Because it, the better story happened after this, the better match happened before the story. And I'm here for both of them. I thought it was one of the greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen. I've watched it multiple times. The timing in the ring. Anybody who's been close enough to me to have a one-on-one -on -one personal conversation with me or listen to this show long enough. 15 years, people. On Pop Review, we're here. The Mike Knox Show, Perplex Talk Radio. Please like, follow, and subscribe. It's, it's insane to me how great this match was. It just, it just, it just, it spoke volumes to me and that these women could put this on. Now you got the jokes that's been made lately that, hey, after this goes on, you know, they're going to, um, they're going to, they're going to have UFC, you know, did, you know, they're going to interview her after the matches now. And this kind of crap is going to happen. And that kind of crap is going to happen. And I don't care. I just think that what we saw last week ago was just insane. And I want to know where you rank this match at, guys. I really want to know where you rank this match at. Now, also, something near and dear to my heart that bothers me all the time, people, is this moment right here. I'm going to tell you why it bothers me on a personal level as well as on a wrestling level, okay? It, it really does. Um, I love Bret Hart. He is the reason I watch wrestling, but he has always been one of those guys reject change or adapt to new stuff or something different from what he is. He is a grumpy old man. That's why I call it two, two old men segment. Rhea Thickley is the greatest. DC, the women's title wasn't supposed to go on last. Rick is straight tripping. The story was whack. It was a whack story other than what we already had to do. I do agree with some of the Brett's uh, saying too much waiting around while someone is there. They always, I always agree with that. And what's going on, Todd, as well. Hello! Um, I agree the better story being put on last um, was the correct call. How many times have we seen the winner of the Rumble haven't been invented mania? I think Seamus and Sinsuke Nakamura are two that did that. Uh, Rhea, goddamn thickly. Uh, Charlotte and Rhea showed out in that match. One, um, oh, oh, not that segment. Okay. Um, yeah. And this is what I want to talk about. Because white folks use it as a way to get away with saying the N-word. Every single time I say a white person posts this video, you're saying the N-word. You are. Just have the balls to say it out loud. Because that's what you're thinking. You're only playing it the same way if you're sharing a song. And black folks that share this, I get appalled by. Because it was the biggest mistake of this man's career. Can we stop celebrating this? There was an anniversary to this. There is nothing funny 
other than he's talking to the racist son of a bitch named Hogan in this whole entire thing. But he says something that you can see, by the way, I got the freeze frame. He was not happy with. I need us to let that go. Okay. Just a fan of that. Don't like it. I want to see it go. Also, have a little fun now. All right. I saw this online and I just had to steal it. I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I had to steal it. 100%. I saw it. I jacked it. It had to be done. Okay. If you are a professional wrestler, right? I'm talking to you and, and on all you, my many people that are out there. Okay. Which you gonna wear the pants or you gonna wear the short shorts? The draws, I call them. You gonna wear the draws? All right, you know what I mean? What are you, what are you doing here? You wearing the draws? Or, or you wearing something else? That's all I want to know. That's all I want to know. What you wearing? Because ain't no hell. I'm wearing draws. All right? Sorry, Batista. I love you. But son, you got to go. I'm not, I'm not wearing draws. I just can't do it. I don't understand it. I don't know why people do it all the time. And it's something I don't want to do. Pants, pants, pants. I wear pants. I hate them draws. <laughs> Gotta wear pants. Tell, tell me Booker T. Said, yeah, he did. He said that. Okay. He said that. All right. Um, today, guys, also. Now, we know we got the news last week that this week the draft is coming. The draft is coming, y'all. The draft is coming. Predictions. Who goes where? Who gets to do what? What do you want to see? Does this even the playing field? Does it? Does this help the belts get split up? How do you feel about the draft coming back? I personally absolutely have no problem with the draft coming back. I like the draft. I think the draft is important. I love it. I love it when it happens. I think I'm mad it wasn't here um, not too long ago. It feels like it's been a while, at least to me, since we've had a draft. And, and I'm interested in, in seeing this. I want to talk about the draft next week. We're going to bring the draft back. More draft predictions next week on the program. But also, something that overcooked my grits this week, y'all. And that was this right here. Why the hell is this man hands up Bad Bunny's ass? Come on, Bad Bunny. I know you was mad about that, my guy. I know you was mad about that. What in the hell is going on? With this, just gotta get that out there, because I just couldn't believe he did that. Come on, man. Can somebody get their boy? Can somebody get their boy? And speaking about getting your boys, all right? This shit right here pissed me off. What the hell is up with this guy? Go back. Go back. He got on. He got on nothing but New Day stuff. Look at him. The Bloodline shirt. The belts dripping like Mike Knox and the Bell Kings. Look at him. And he's cheering. For Sami Zayn and winning. What the heck? Can somebody find this guy? Please. And tell him he's a screw up. He's a masturbator. Which I mean. We don't. However. Like my guy. You got on. You're dripped out in bloodline gear. The belts on the back of the other neck. And you and you cheer like this. Now I get being happy. You can cheer for who you want to cheer for. I'm just saying. Make it make sense. That's all I'm saying. Make it make sense. And speaking of things that should make sense, y'all remember this moment right here in professional wrestling? Media and in the news today. Y'all remember this? Listen to that. Man, y'all remember that, right? Y'all remember how bad Roman got booed? I remember. I remember it very well. Okay. Y'all should remember that because it happened in Orlando at a Raw after Mania. It was insane how they booed that man. But recently, watching SmackDown, I saw this. And I've sat now for three weeks before Mania. I said it. That man... It's the third best hill in professional wrestling. And if you want to put him number two, I'm not going to argue with you. 
Because that man got booed the way Roman got booed in Orlando after many he retired y'all favorite Undertaker. Did this man get on Thursday night, Friday fam, Thursday, Friday night SmackDown. Now you want to put JF, JF, MJF above him, which I do, but you want to drop him because fans, like I heard that dumbass argument. Fans like him too much for him to be a great heel. Fans are loving Roman until he did what he did to Sami Zayn. Fans are meant to be fickle because fans are exactly that. You're fucking fickle as hell. It's interesting. Where were you guys? Where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? Fickle fans. Okay. Um, just crazy to me that y'all don't think what's going on, Charmaine. Y'all don't think that man, Dominic. Dominic is the man. I told you guys that Dominic was the man. Get ready for the Dom. All y'all want to like him now. I'm going to say it like I said all the time, okay, people? They want to fight me in New Orleans because I was cheering for Roman Reigns over Brock Lesnar. The hypocrisy, the ignorance, the downright tomfoolery of you stupid-ass wrestling fans. I say it. I'm going to say it every, to, the, to the day I die. Y'all are some dumb-ass fans. So next week, we're going to talk about the draft. Next week, I want to hear more responses from you guys in, in reference to um, where y'all think y'all rank. If you could rank this match, where would you rank it all time? I find it all time great. And, and listen, I know it's, it was said in my um, This Week in Wrestling History by, by 301 King Vaughn Jr. on the Twitter. But can we go ahead and sing happy birthday to you? Happy birthday to you. Uh-uh, girl. My new favorite female wrestler. Look out, Charlotte. <laughs> so <I'll say. laughs> Look out, Charlotte. Um, I think mommy has helped Dom, and Dom is pretty fun to watch. I think, I think it goes both ways, right? But nah, she definitely helped Dominic out. Definitely. But also, I think helped motivate her. Okay, because she was stagnant and still also on Judgment Day, and they kind of helped each other out there, in my in my opinion. But um, what a show. We got Monday Night Raw tonight. Is Vince in charge? We don't know who's in charge, what's in charge. We do know that we got the draft coming up soon. So make sure you guys get ready for that because the draft will be here soon. Who you guys think, where they're going, who's going where. We will do that next week. We're going to actually have a draft right here next week on the Mike Knox show. Okay. Please like, follow, subscribe. And somebody, please tell me where the hell this dude is. Please find this guy, find him. Tell him I'm looking for him. Cause I need him to explain to me what this overjoy of emotion with all that bloodline gear on could have done to this man to make him this damn happy. People, I'm your host, Mike Knox, and I thank you for being here 15 years, and y'all are still here. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know what I mean? But I do appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't that. <laughs> listen, guys, I want to just play them because I can play them. Listen, all right, guys, listen, thank you for being here. Do not wake up tomorrow morning and say to yourself, I love me some me. And don't love God. That's crazy, y'all. I'm out of here. Fingers. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. Perfect Plex Radio. We about to go live on them. Mike Knox. That's with three X's because he's hardcore. Are y'all ready? We about to give y'all something special. You ready? Ready? Let's go! At the money, now you're all what you getting in? Perfect Flex Radio, got him listening. Mike Knox, from Cena to The Rock, or whatever wrestler is hot. News and interviews, just a one-stop shop. Matter of fact, let me give you more choices. You could call in and be the voice with the voiceless. So what you waiting on? Let's get it cracking. Let's talk wrestling. That's enough rapping. <laughs> Perfect Plex Radio, simply, we about to give y'all something special, you ready?